Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Spurs show live at the Albany. This, if, if you haven't heard part one, press pause, do whatever you do when you stream these things and go back and listen to part one because we're back again, part two. You can be with us uh, for the next event uh, with Alan Mullery. Just go to season.spurshow.net and, and get your season ticket. But we're going to carry on now. Uh, firstly, uh, you heard him on the last show, uh, the voice of Tottenham, Mr. Paul Coit. <laughs> and a man who fascinated us in, 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 in the first half of the show with wonderful stories and uh, I always sort of, you know, never sort of say, you, you, you know, obviously it was your life, you, you, you lived these things, but you, I don't realise ex-players know what it means to our, the fans here and listening at home who were at all those games and went through the emotions that you and the players went through and, and what it means to us fans. And again, we welcome once again, Mr. Graham Roberts. Graham, yeah, I've got a question for you. When, you know, and you, you are, of course, Spurs through and through and you yep. play for other clubs. When does it hit you? When do you know? When, it, when is it truly in your heart? Because so many players, they kiss the badge, they do this, and you know it doesn't mean that. Yeah, but they leave. But, yeah, but what does it mean? And, and when does it start to hit you exactly what the club means to you? When you put that white shirt on, Paul, when you put that white shirt on and you go out on that pitch, as soon as I went out on that pitch... You've got 50,000 people wanting you to do well. I can remember a game when I scored two own goals against Burnley. They didn't want me to do too well that night. <laughs> but they forgave me. Yeah. And so, you know, you know what it means to you. And like now, you know what it means to us when we go to the games. Yeah. You know, we're part of the supporters now. We're, we're up, jumping up and down. And, you know, I heard you talking about Twitter earlier and... 
you know, I let Klopp have it really last night. Yeah. <laughs> I said he should sign a new goalie. I suppose they want a new goalie, another centre-half to play with the £75 million man who gave the goal away. Um, then I gave Adrian Durham it last night. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's what it means here, because all those people don't like us, and that's what makes us a great club. Because... Our supporters are the best. That's what it means. No, you're absolutely right. And it's, we're obviously going to talk about that extraordinary night at White Hart Land, the UEFA Cup. But before that, before that, you'd already played, you mentioned you touched on Barcelona yeah. particularly. Um, extraordinary campaign. Any kind of memories that maybe you haven't mentioned before? Any, any away games in sort of 82, 83, um, European Cup, Winners' Cup runs yeah. at all? Before... We hit the 84 uh, UEFA well, we, Cup That's kind of, for some reason, stick in your mind. Maybe something that went on Well, you had the, the game. You had the Barcelona game at home yeah. when Ray Clements let it yeah, go yeah, through yeah, his hands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I equalised. Yeah. Well, with, with a mistake like that, would you say anything to Ray or not? Would or anything not. be mentioned? If you did, you got a clout. So <laughs> <laughs> you fought it, but you didn't yeah, say yeah, it. Yeah, you didn't, didn't <laughs> say it. No, but it's a mistake. He knew he made it. Yeah. We'd just get on with it. We had to, we had to re- resurrect that. We had to get the goal back. Yeah. Um, and they, Barcelona, want the Barcelona you see oh now. Yeah. They a, kicked us off the park. It was, I know, um, who, who was it? It was uh, Hunter Davis here and Martin Chivers talked about a Bucharest game in yeah, the, Bucharest, yeah, yeah. the sixties. In my, my generation, the dirtiest game I ever saw was that Barcelona yeah. one. I want yeah. to they were absolutely filthy. Well, they kicked us off the park. Literally. And it was getting late into the game, and Glenn took the free kick. And I always had a understanding with Glenn. As soon as he put the ball down, I was in. And anyway, there was a lad playing for them. I can't cut Goikachir or somebody like that. He was, he was elbowing me, pushing me, grabbing me around the neck. And I just went whack, clapped him around the face. And I went in and scored. I turned around, there was four of them chasing me. <laughs> and I, so I just kept running to the halfway line. <laughs> but they were chasing me, and they went to the referee. He, he, he elbowed him. And, uh, but they got what they deserved. Anyway, we went to, after the game, the UEFA delegate came in, and he went to Keith. He went, right, if this happens in the next game, both of you two will get kicked out. So we went to Barcelona, and we're coming down the tunnel before the game, and they have a chapel there. They're all in there praying, and literally in this chapel. So we're looking. So we're going down. They come out. They kicked us off the park. They didn't give a toss. They just wanted to win that game, or and they won it one nil last I minute. Si- I remember it was really foggy. It was Alan yeah. Simmonson. Last from minute. Memory, last yeah. minute. And I'll I tell you a good story on the way back. Anyway, we, got, we lost. And we learnt from that mm. for the next season. And on the way back, we're on the plane and uh, all the boys are having a beer. This is a story. This is a good story. So, anyway, we're, we're coming back. And then we were supposed to land in Luton. And we went to East Midlands. <laughs> so, as we're coming down to land, like, there's, there's one of the supporters starts panicking. So it's in fog, and we've gone down and we've gone back up. So he's going, oh, he's really jumping, oh, he's screaming. And so the, the, the waitress comes up, she says, uh, air stewardess, she says, uh, 
where's the doctor? Where's the, do- the doctor's been drinking since eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> That's the last person you want. <laughs> doctor Curtin. So, he's paralytic. So, anyway, he gets up and he staggers up and he says, he looks at the fella and the fella's shaking and get a double brandy. So, the, she goes down, gets a double brandy, goes to give it to the fella. He went, no, that's for me. <laughs> <laughs> and he went, whoosh, with a needle into the bloke's neck. And the bloke went, hell. Uh, <laughs> Unbelievable. It was, uh, but, I just love these the days when certain fans would just travel oh, with the team oh, they on would, the same flight. And you'd mix of them. You'd mix of them. That you'd now. sit yeah. with them and you'd you have know, a laugh. Sort of budge up no, Fernando no. and I'm sitting. I think this is my seat. Well, yeah. But what, was it, what, what, what were the flights like and what was the travel like in those days? Would you... Uh, would it, you'd go would out, you have your own chair, or you'd be sitting no, you'd, separately you'd, you'd, on you'd the... No, you'd be a Thomas Cook or whatever. Right. And you'd be on this flight, and like when you go out there, you'd all be sat at the front. You'd have to on put your back. own passports in, though, and everything. Yeah. No, 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 you give the passports to the club. There, right. The club would do all that. But you'd get on the front of the plane, the, all the players, the staff, and then the, the supporters would be at the back to make the, the, the journey. On the way back, we was all in the middle of everybody and having right. a laugh and a joke, and it was good fun. It was good fun on the way back. Oh, it was so foggy. I think I got in on a Saturday morning just for the game. <laughs> it was honestly, it was horrendous. Wasn't it? it must have took. I don't think we got back until six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. Listen, I've got to, Mike. There's one thing that's got to be mentioned, and although we're talking about Europe, we haven't talked about the Charlie Nicholas. Uh, yeah, me, we, we, we got we got to drop it in. I know, it, I know it, it's it's kind of off off where we are, but nice lad, tell us the story, lovely fella. For, for those for those of you listening at home and overseas of a certain age, um, <laughs> whatever story for, for both of that game. When you used to go to Highbury, it was you know awful atmosphere, and just old place to be. New Year's Day, and New Year's Day. That's why. So you're kind of slightly hungover. Graham will talk about. Yeah, I can agree now. with that. When, yeah. <laughs> you know when you go away, like especially at Newcastle, and you're up high, and you score. There's that sort of pause of silence, and then yeah, there's yeah, that. Yeah, there's yeah. always that delay. sort of thing. Yeah. delay. There's yeah. that delay. I've never seen a tackle where there's a delay with all the fans when what happened happened, and there's this delay of did did, did that, and it was you know it was there it was there shining champagne Charlie as well that. Did, did that just happen? Yeah. And it was that moment, and then us just absolutely. I mean, it, it, it was the past. I, I can't remember the result. It's the past. Anything that happened that game, that was a defining nil, nil. moment. That nil, was nil, nil, it was nil. It was um, New Year's Day, and when we arrived there, just in front of the dugout on the pitch, they had undersaw eating, didn't they? Right. And it was a bit. It never worked properly, so it's a bit. That was my excuse anyway. It was. Uh, <laughs> it was a bit hard, so. Um, it was Charlie's first North London derby. Oh, okay. So, uh, big I am, char- champagne Charlie. Better put him in his place. So, game was played. We had a corner. Ball got knocked out. He ran for it. I ran for it. He got there probably a second before me. And I thought, you're having this. Uh, <laughs> and I, was it the North Bank from memory? Was it this clock end? It, no, it was, I was by the dugout. I was, was by the dugout, dugout. So was the side of the pitch. Yeah. Okay. So I just leant on him and just hooked him. And he flew into the, <laughs> the crowd. I fell over. Yeah, both went. Advertising hoardings yeah. in the other And I know. fell over on the, on the hoardings. Yeah. Anyway, everybody, he's, in the, he's in the, sitting in the crowd. <laughs> 
So with that, their physio jumped out, or somebody jumped out of their dugout. I'm laid down with my head down like that. And he's gone, you all right? I went, yeah, I'm all right. He went, whack, give me a right <laughs> upper hook. <laughs> I didn't know, didn't know that, really? So, yeah, and I went, I oh, I'm better that. now. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, Charlie was they, and it, all, all both the dugouts came out. I just got up. Referee didn't even book me. It's, I remember weren't booked. He never it, is me. it true though that you just went welcome to England? Yeah, I, went I, said, yeah, yeah. I said to him, "Welcome to England, yeah. mate. Yeah. Plenty more to come." <laughs> Have you seen him since? He don't come nowhere near me. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually did a Rangers Celtic game live old. on TV. And I was guest. Right. Jim White was a reporter. And I've walked in, and he didn't know it was me, Charlie, doing the game. Right. And he went, oh. <laughs> I went, all right. Uh. <laughs> he went, Jim, I'll sit over here. I said, yeah, I better sit far away. You never know what you get, do you? Yeah. So I don't like the fella. Yeah. Play for Arsenal, didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> well, people forget that '84, even before the final, that '80, that that the, the run to the UEFA Cup final '84. You mentioned the players. That that team was decimated with injury. I yeah. don't know if people remember. It was. I mean, the, I don't know if we've got it written down here. I can give it to you. Do, who, remind people or whatever. Who well, was, uh, the main players that were out injured or Glenn really Oddle, should be playing? Stevie Perriman suspended. Ray Clements injured. Garth Crooks injured. Um, Gary Mabbott played but shouldn't have played. Um, Ozzy was injured. He's on the bench. He, he shouldn't have played. Bench, well, yeah. he could only play yeah. 15, 20 minutes yeah. maximum. Um, so... After the first game, when Stevie got sent off, Keith pulled me and said I was going to be the captain. So was that the first game you captained us for Tottenham, or was there any? Sort yeah, of I league think it might have been. Yeah, that was the been. first game. Yeah. Wow. Well, I might have done it before. I think I might have done one, but I'm not. I'm not 100 percent on that. Yeah. But he pulled me. Said you're going to be the captain, and so okay. Then we had problems leading up to the game. Um, Irvin Scholar was the chairman. Um, we didn't know that it was going to be Keith's last game. Stevie knew, I think, but we did not know. And then Stevie told us. Then we had a problem. Irvin Scholar said TV was live on TV. They were getting money. We wanted some. ITV, I remember. Brian Moore. Yeah, ITV. we wanted it. We wanted some of that. And Stevie went to him and said, look, we want a percentage of it for the players. And Irvin said, no chance. And uh, Stevie said, well, the boys won't play then. Wow. And he went, well, I'll play the youth team. So we were supposed to go into the hotel on the Monday. Can you imagine? This is after the first leg, the one-all. Yep. One, one this, this is on the Monday. So this is the second leg. Second right, leg, okay. yeah. This is on the Monday before the final at White Hart Lane. Play the youth team. So he's arguing. Keith said, you've got to give him some. So I think it was 10 grand or something like that out of the 150, 200 grand, whatever. Um, no, no, they're not getting it. So Stevie went, all right, boys, off we go. So we went home. We were supposed to go to the hotel. We went home on the Monday. But there must have been part of you that's thinking, jeez, I don't, I don't want to miss this. No. Yeah, but you must have been but nervous it, about but, but we were a team. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. We stuck together. Right. And that's what made us stronger. Of course. So we went 
We went home. Came back training the next morning. Stevie went in. What's happening? No, the youth team play. We trained. And then afterwards, he changed his mind. And we went to the hotel. Prepared for the Wednesday. <clears throat> Got up, trained in the morning. And you work it out. You know, you without all those players. Yeah, we had Tony Parks in goal. Danny Thomas, Chrissy Hilton, me and Maxie. Um, Gary Mabbott playing really, shouldn't have played. Gary Stevens, mm-hmm. uh, Tony Galvin, Ali Dick. And up front, Mark Falco and Stevie Archibald. Mm. So we had a, they were a strong side. We had a, and we, we always said we were confident we were going to win the game. They had a good side, but we were, we were confident we were going to win the game. Coming down in, like, I left the hotel at three o'clock, got to White Hart Lane traffic lights, going into the high road, and there must have been 50,000 people. I'm stuck there for 20 minutes, can't move. So a policeman comes past, he said, you got a minute? I said, where am I going to go? I said, I've got to get to the ground. So he knew who I was. He went, well, leave your car and we'll walk you up and we'll come back and get your car. So the car got put in afterwards. Um, I walked up and I've never seen so many people. It was just, and that was at three, four o'clock in the afternoon. And then we prepared for it. But it didn't go to plan (laughs) because they got a mistake by Maxi. They got a goal. So now we're, you, 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 you're thinking, come on, we've got to pull the team together and we've got to keep going. And we played really well. Especially at White Hart Lane. It's that home. You're you're at home. And we And we we haven't been beaten. Yeah. You know, so we, we, we just pulled each other in and we just, come on, we can do this. We'll get back into it. We'll, we'll be all right. And then, Gary Mabbott went off, and then Aussie came on right, twenty, what, right. tw- fifteen minutes, yeah. twenty minutes ago, yeah. and then you know we, um, we get a corner. After Archie had a good, the goalie made a great save from Stevie Archibald, yes. and then we had the corner, and it came in, and it was ju- bobbling around in the six year. I always say to Aussie, Aussie. I probably was never a legend, but you made me a legend that night. Miss him from six inches. It was. It was, it was from memories. Because the six he hit yard it. He hit it the well, he was about three yards out, yeah, yeah. and he whacked it with his left foot, and it hit the bar, yeah. and bounced yeah, out. Went, went, went and they wide. cleared it. That's but right. what you don't realise is, when you're in the game, when they cleared it, they they lost their concentration, concentration. Yeah, and yeah. you can see it Got as they went out. Mickey picked it up, and I knew what he was going to do. And as soon as he got the ball, I thought, well, this is coming in the box. And he's hit a great ball in. But if you watch Mark Falco in front of me, pushes their blonde lad out of the way. Push. Yeah, I then chested push. it and volleyed it in. And like, but you, but from, sorry, to, you, you chested it, but there was like a stumble. Yeah, well, and at the time, yeah. I thought, oh, no, he's going to fall over. He's going to do a Falco I, and fall you, over now. You thought I had a lot of, uh, you, know. you, you didn't trust me. No, no, wasn't that? But I'm a Spurs fan. I don't trust any of them. You know, you thought, oh no, you're you thought really you thought there was a worm, didn't you? It was really muddy that day. I thought, oh no, he's going to stumble, but you didn't. Like you know, like a well, I just barged two Poseidon, people out of the way. You up, you're up, and oh. I barged two people out of the way and got through and oh. slotted it in. And was ran. that was that the greatest moment though? 
when yeah. that that was in. better than having sex with my wife yeah know, yeah <laughs> trust me <laughs> I do <laughs> and you know what you talk about you mentioned in the, in the first show um, no, sorry Mike Collin mentioned Inter Milan the great games of White yeah. Hart Lane and the noise of certain games that was at White Hart and we've seen some great ones whatever age you are that I think for me was mid, mid, under the floodlights was the greatest yeah. era of White Hart Lane and the greatest noise of White Hart Lane. Well, it was ex- it was extraordinary, wasn't it? You don't get you don't get many chances yeah. to play in a UEFA Cup final yeah, at your Cup own final. stadium. Yeah. Like we could do it this year, we could play the yeah. FA Cup final where we're playing. But a UEFA Cup final in front of 60,000 people score a goal and take the penalty and score a penalty and win it, that don't happen very often. Oh. If you've never done it, you should yeah. try it. It's really good. <laughs> Please go, who knows? Really good. Who, who knows? You know, if you believe in another life, I might come back, who knows? But again, as, as, as Spurs fans, as, you, know, you mentioned the team was decimated and Ali Dick and whatever players. I think we all went there believing we, we were going to do it. It was that kind of disappointment, yeah. like, oh no, a goal down. We no, no one expects us to go go behind that night. No, I no. think, and that was the thing. Like, oh, no, what we could lose this really? And that was the thing. And I think the fans. But we had played so well going. in the first game. Yeah. The first game, we yeah, should have won the game. Shouldn't, shouldn't have three, four, four nil, four one, whatever. And we give them a goal late on. Parksy dropped it, and the lad whacked it in. And it was that feeling, saying, right, okay, we destroyed them at their place. Yeah. We'll destroy them at our place. But you know, you mentioned now being a fan with the rest of us yep. you, you go to these games and everything and we talked in the, the, the show last week with Mike Collett and how fickle fans are and Twitter and oh oh, we should have beaten Southampton oh Mississippi awful that and and was none of that then that moment in that penalty shootout when Danny Thomas who was a wonderful fullback obviously got injured and that was the end of his career went forward to win the game yep. don't forget it, it was to win the game and it wasn't a good penalty. There was no alpha. Oh, it was without. It was no one was coaching each other from around the entire ground. It yep. came out one Danny Thomas, and, and I think that put about, pressure all the way back to the centre circle. And that's what being a Spurs fan. You mentioned about togetherness and family, yep. and we were a team together. Yep. The fans were, were that as well. Yeah, but that, when 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 it went to penalties, Keith, we, I'd already had a chat with Keith in the morning. You took the first one, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, I said to him, if we get penalties, if it goes to penalties, which we don't want it to, but if it does, and I win the toss, we're going to take the first penalty. Because you could have had a choice of which end, or he said, okay, whatever you want to do, you're the captain, you do it. Because I knew I would score. Mm. I was so confident I would score the penalty. That then puts pressure on the other team. Mm. And it happened because Morton Olsen, who was a great player, he missed. And then that put pressure on them then. And then Danny, like Mickey, what happened, a funny story, Mickey was supposed to take the fifth penalty. Right. But Mickey, at the end of the game, got cramp. So he says. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll tell you why I said that. So Mickey is getting his legs. So they're putting the names in. Danny Thomas has been put forward. But Mickey was the fifth. In the morning, yeah. Mickey was the fifth player. So Danny misses... So we all get round him and cuddle him and 
the crowd are magnificent. All of a sudden, Mickey, you know, Mickey stood up now. He's thinking, oh, shit, I'm the next one. So he's looking and thinking, oh. So their lad goes up and misses it. Mickey Hazard, who's got cramp, was the first one to dive on Tony Parks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That was some cramp there, You're wasn't right. it? Eh? <laughs> You're right. And that was obviously the iconic Tony Parks. Obviously, Ida Gudjonsson's father. Father. Who yeah. played but, the but Spurs. You know what I, I really want to know? Can you describe what it's like? You said how confident you were. And yeah. I know you've always told I'm me right. yeah. there was no doubt you were going to no. score. I know there was, you can tell the story about the woman that shouted out as well. But the moment that you walk through, yeah. are you just thinking... Yeah, you know, I feel absolutely fine. There must have been some sort of Paul, adrenaline not, or nerves yeah, or the adrenaline was there. The adrenaline. I'm well, not a nervous aware, person. But, but, a, but the, the you know the, the only how time big I, the moment was. The, the only time I get nervous is when I'm done for speed and I've got to go up in front of the judge. Yeah, yeah. I, other than that, I'm other all right. Other than that, you're all right. But that I I picked the ball up, walked, put it down. I knew where it was going. There was no change in my mind or anything like that. I knew where the ball was going. It was going in the top corner, and it was going hard. Yeah. Um, but as I'm running up to take it, there's some woman behind the goal going, get in there, you bastard. Well, you can hear it, you on, can the hear it on, the, on the thing. <coughs> that was my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was talking about the, you, not the ball. <laughs> she, she knew what the bonus was. <laughs> but... Uh, first wife still first wife no. she, she's now living in West Brom yeah <laughs> and she bloody hates it as well didn't she yeah. <laughs> you know wonderful I mean an, an, another question um, again we, we've been very lucky with the show the 10 years to have wonderful players and, and, and sadly there's a a, a a pattern with players that fans have loved and, and idolised been over the years uh, been badly treated by the club. I mean, on this show, we've had Pat Jennings, Jimmy Greaves on this show, Mickey Hassett, you just mentioned, spring to mind. You're another great player that's had a similar story when, when, when the club let you go. After everything you've given to the club, do you want to sort of remind yeah. people from your perspective? Well, it, it was well, the year we should have won the league, mm. 86. 85, 86. Um, Peter, like, Peter was still, Peter Shreves was the manager. Um, we got released in May to go home and have a holiday, six weeks, seven weeks, whatever it was. I was at home. Phone went. My wife answered it. She said, uh, David Pleat. I said, well, I'm not going to Luton. So, what's he want? So, anyway, I didn't... So... There was no Sky Sports and all that. So I picked the phone up and he went, first thing he's ever said to me, he went, um, as soon as I get the right offer, you're being sold. So no, hello, how are no, you? No, no. As soon as I get the right offer, you're being sold. That's S- the first line. Son. Right. So I went, excuse my language, I went, bollocks, put the phone down. Phone went again, picked it up. He went, don't put the phone down on your new manager. I went, you won't be for long. Fucking put the phone down. So anyway, we had a good relationship. I didn't like yeah, him yeah. and he didn't like... So anyway, I, I, thought, I said to my wife, look, he wants me out. I'm not, we're not going on holiday. I'll take you away next year better. I'm going to work really hard this summer. I'm going to get so fit. 
that he can't kick me out. And I trained every day through the summer. I went up to Cuffley Woods, had a week off, went and saw my family, came back, worked, worked. Tony Galvin went running with me, got fit, went back pre-season, did really well. He signed Richard Goff, put Gary Mabbott back to centre-half, and he went, um, Trevor Hartley said, play in midfield. So I played in midfield, and we started the season unbelievable. We went to Aston Villa first game, 3-1. But I used to room with Chris Waddle. And he would say to Chris Waddle, will you ask Graham if he'd do this in the game tomorrow? And Chris said, will you tell him? He went, no, no, I don't want to talk to him. And that's how it was. That was a relationship. For no reason. No really. reason. No reason. I don't know why. I've never, I wouldn't speak to him. I don't like him. Um, so with the, with that, I was playing really well and we've, we had a good side. We were playing really, really well. Clive was up front. Um, we were beating teams for fun. And I think we were about third in the league. We went to Man United. And Rangers made an offer I didn't know about. And um, I'm walking down the tunnel and Graham Souness said, we're making off another offer tomorrow. I was just going down on the game. We were 3-0 down at half-time. Ray Clements pinned me against the wall and said, come on you, buck your ideas up. Don't leave this football club playing like you are. So I said, okay. We went back out. We drew 3-3. Clive scored two. And uh, after the game, they turned the offer down. Pleat turned the offer down to Rangers. I think it was 420 grand, something like that. And then we were playing Chelsea. We played Watford. And then we were playing Chelsea away. December 22nd, I think. It was around about that time. Did all the set pieces. Went home. We were going to the club like we do like do now, and we'd have breakfast or lunch, and then we'd go over to Chelsea. So I went home on a Friday night, went to bed, 10 o'clock. Phone goes, 5 o'clock in the morning. So I picked it up by the side of the bed. You think, something's wrong with your mum and dad, whatever. David Pleat, you've been sold, you're not coming today. Boom, that was it. That was it. I've got a phone in my hand. So my wife wakes up, says, what's wrong, what's wrong? I said, I think I've been sold. I said, what? I said, I think I've been sold. Anyway, Peter Day rang me at 8.30. I said, get, get, get your passport, we're going to Scotland. I said, we don't need a passport, Pete. <laughs> so anyway, we flew to Scotland. Went up there and uh, met Sooness. But I didn't want to go. Because I really... That was my club. I've been there seven years nearly. I didn't want to go. And the prime of your career. Eight yeah, I was, I, was, I was enjoying myself. I was playing really well. Mm. And so we get up there and um, he says, uh, look, you've got to go. You know that. Don't you? I said, I don't want to go, Pete. So anyway, we've met Sooness, agreed terms. And it was a, not a good ending, really. It wasn't a good ending. And I came back on a Sunday and uh, said to my... I said, Sooness came, flew back with me. He said, you'll like it. I said, yeah. I said, but when you've been somewhere for seven years, you know, it's your family and you don't really want it. He said, no, you'll be all right. Anyway, he was great. Sooness was brilliant. 
And I had to go back on the Monday mornings. I had to fly back in the afternoon to Scotland. So I went to the ground in the big gates. So I drove up. Went to go through the gates. And they shut the gates. I went, I said, so I looked out the window. I said, oh, it's me. He went, yeah, you're not allowed in, Graham. I said, what do you mean I'm not allowed here? I've got to get me boots. I've got to get almost, I want to say me cheerios to everybody. Goodbyes and everything. And he went, you're not allowed in. Here's all your, your David Pleater put my gear, got them to put my boots and training shoes and everything in this black plastic bag outside. And that was the end of it. So it wasn't a good ending. And he, on the Monday morning, he put in a Daily Star newspaper his best left here because he didn't really do anything for the club. This is what he said. Um, all he did was kick people. And so you didn't say goodbye to all your teammates? No, no never saw him. No. Um, I'll see. Yeah. Obviously now. Came, but no, but I came time. back. No, I never saw him at the time. Um, so it was a bit of a gut-wrenching thing. Um, with me, I don't forget. 20 years later, I'm manager at Bournewood. So I'm parked in this garage. We got a game that night, so we got there at four o'clock. Parked in the garage, getting some petrol. And David Pleat, well, this car comes along. Bloke jumps out. He says, all right, Mr. Roberts? So I'm filling the petrol up, and I look up. It's David Pleat, isn't it? I said, David, don't park too near the curb. You never know what you pick up. So I've never spoke to him since. I uh, bet that felt good, didn't it, Graham? Did. Very, very good. <laughs> but with that, like the boy, it shows you what the boys are like. We're at White Hart Lane last year, three or four games before the end of the season. They give us director's box tickets to fill the director's box. We were live on TV. So I'm late getting up there after doing my job. So I've walked in. And the boys would give me the ticket next to David Pleat. <laughs> so I've gone, I've walked, I've walked up to him and I said, Oi, Clive Allen, you swap with me as I'm not sitting next to this prat. So I've swapped with Clive and I sat on the end. But that's what the boys are like. They don't forget, do they, the boys? <laughs> Unbelievable. But I can't stand the man, I think. People, it, like, it just shows you what he's like. The Man United game, last game of last season, greatest day you'll ever have. For, for an ending of a football club stadium, what a day. I'm sitting there. Harry Redknapp calls me over. He's with Martin Yoll, Peter Shreves, Keith Birkenshaw, David Pleat. And some, there was another one. One more. So I go over. They're talking about Great teams, Tottenham have had. So Harry says, Keith, you had a great team, Keith. So David Pleat said, only two good teams Tottenham have had in the last years. So me, I'm into it now. <laughs> what do you mean? He went, the 61 team, greatest team, and the 87 team. I went, really? I said, how do you work that one out? Oh, we were brilliant. So he didn't win nothing. I said, you've got a manager there who's won two FA Cups. You AFA Cup, you couldn't even lace his boots up. So now I'm getting right into it now, and I? <laughs> Harry's going, oh. <laughs> I said, 
when you jump out of your backside and realise your team weren't that good because you didn't win nothing. Only, you're only good if you win things. I said, you even sold tickets when you was 2-0 two, two up or whatever for the League Cup, or was it FA Cup, League Cup final? Littlewoods Cup semi-final. Littlewoods semi-final against Arsenal, and you even lost that for us. I said, that manager there, I said, Martin Yole's a better manager than you. I said, even Harry's a better manager than you. <laughs> Harry was like that. Uh. <laughs> Funny. But, oh, it, uh, it's just delusion. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna, we're going to have a short break, and I really want to ask you about post-Tottenham. There's <laughs> some wonderful stories that I know a lot of Spurs fans wouldn't have had after this very, very quick break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. You went to Glasgow Rangers, won yep. the title. Yep. You ended up at Chelsea... You very nearly came back. There was, there was stories that yeah. a deal was nearly done yeah. for you to come back to Tottenham. When was that exactly? Um, it was in the summer. Uh, I'm trying to think. 88, was it? Be? Yeah, 88. Um, Tottenham were playing at Dundee United. And I went to watch them. And Chris, I met, went to the hotel, saw Chris Waddle. And, and Venables was there and what are you doing? I said, well, I'm being sold. Right, we're interested. So, Chris said, leave it with me. So, he had a word with Venables and I'm now, Chelsea have made a bid and Chris rung me and said, look, Venables wants you. So, I said, okay. Anyway, on the Monday morning, they played on the Sunday, on the Tuesday morning, sorry, Venables signed Terry Fennick. And I rang Chris, and Chris said, look, he's gone with Fennec. I said, okay, fine. So I signed for Chelsea and uh, helped them get out of the old second division. Yes, that's so right. That's right. Scored 20, 20, 23 yeah. goals in the season. And didn't you play, I mean, it was a dark day for many stuff. You came back yeah. with Chelsea at White Hart Lane. yeah. Around that time, and, and when gave, we got re- we got promoted, it, didn't it we? Gave us an absolute dropping. We got four, I think, four yeah. one. Um, four one, wasn't it? I never celebrated one goal. I know, I remember. I wouldn't do it. Um, you know, you can't you can't go back somewhere and celebrate where you love. And that. That's well, many, many, do you many still feel like now. a Spurs player though yes. when you were there? Yeah, but I, I couldn't score four own goals, could I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they would. I think they would have known. I've been a bit strong. Would, <laughs> I think they would have known. So it was dodgy. <laughs> If it was now, I'd do it now. Not if you hadn't (laughs) celebrated, you would have got away with it. (laughs) So that was, yeah. You then then went on, because I I know, know, we're talking about what you're doing now, but, you know, I think you're one of these these people that there's such passion for the game that you obviously went into coaching and and managing, and obviously a lot of it was in the non-league. And then, I mean, I want to ask you about your time at Clyde at Scotland, Mm. because we talked before about this is like a movie being signed going to Tottenham. But I mean, that again, it's all about a feel good movie. You went to a team in uh, Clyde in Scotland. Division one, yeah, they were division who, one. Uh, when you arrived, you had how many players on the books? Well, I didn't want the job. That was, a, that was <laughs> the hardest thing. I didn't want the job. I'd just come back from Marbella. Um, I'd had two years away. I had coaching school out there. Came back. My mate, who's chairman at 
Airdrie, big Tottenham fan, but chairman at Airdrie, he was, um, rang me up. He said, I've got you a job. I said, no, I don't want a job. He went, yeah, I've got you a job. I said, where? He went, Clyde. I went, what? He went, Clyde. I said, all right. Can you come for an interview tomorrow? I said, all right. So I was up there, so I went for an interview. And then they rang me and they went, you got the job? I went, I don't want a job. <laughs> <laughs> but you got the job. So, all right, okay. So we had a press conference the next day and I was going back to the club to sign my contract. <clears throat> so they went, so I said to him, right, what's the budget? He went, 250 grand. I said, what's the budget for the players? And he went, no, that's 250 grand for the whole lot. I went, oh, okay. So I said, right, okay. I said, how many players are on contract? He went, three. <laughs> I went, you haven't got any players? No, they've all walked out. So what I decided was, right, okay, no holiday. I decided that I'm going to stay at the club. I put an advert in the Sun newspaper. Any players that have been released or wanted to be a football player were having trials the whole Amazing. of June. It's like football's got talent. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it was. you had open auditions, didn't you? You know, I had, I had 2,200 people came. <laughs> so... We did training, like we had morning sessions, afternoon sessions, um, and we found 19, 20 players. Um, I pulled them all in. I said, this is the wages. It's 150 quid a week. We want to go full-time because we feel it gives us that little bit of an edge. Everybody was full-time in that league, bar us. And they went... Every player went, well, you're giving us a chance. They've all come from, like, Inverness, Rangers, Celtic, Dundee United. But they were all young kids, 18 years old. And so they all wanted another chance. And I said, look, playing here, we'll give you a chance. And you'll get a lot of recognition on it. So anyway, they all put up. I said, you'll get £150 if you win. You get £50 a point. I said, that's what we can afford. We can't afford anything else. They all went for it. So we've done pre-season, done really well. Boys, youngsters have run all day for you. But they were good, good players as well. Um, so we've done a structure. We played three at the back, two wing backs, three in midfield, two up front. And it worked. Anyway, we played Man United. We lost 5-1 at the end, but we were 1-1 for about 60 minutes. Um, We raised about 300 grand for that. That went back in the pot. Um, We then started the season, and all the managers of the other football teams in our league done an article in the paper saying Clyde won't get a point this season. Um, we got drawn against Rangers in the League Cup. Took them to extra time, got beat 5-2, but we were 2-1 up with eight minutes to go. Um, so we raised more money there. Then we went... Boxing Day, we were playing at Brecon. If we win, we go top of the league. So we drew and we were second. 
we get we play um, Ross County away. We beat them three one. FA Scottish Cup draw that day. Big roar from the dressing room. You know what kids are like? They just get excited. We're playing Celtic. So now when we played Rangers, I knew Rangers because I've watched them many a times. When we're playing Celtic, I'm going to beat them. And I didn't like them. When you play for Rangers, you don't like Celtic. I think you'll find that out. Anyway, so I went and watched them three or four times. And every game I watched, I went to, the last game was at Hearts. A week before we're playing them. And I'm walking down the road and they're all behind me, 10,000 of them. All right, Roberts, 20 nil next week. I said, I turned around and said, make it 30, it's a better number. So we go into the director's box. So I'm suited and booted. I've got my kit manager next to me, J- Jimmy, who's a great lad. He went, don't do anything silly. I said, what do you mean? <laughs> don't do anything silly. I said, I'm not. So we're watching the game and I'm talking to him. I said, I tell you, he's a great player, Petrov. Stillian Petrov, brilliant player. I said, God, if he got injured be a bloody brilliant result for us and he's made this forward run and he's pulled his hamstring I'm in a director's box I've jumped up fucking get in there my mate's gone sit down sit down I went oh, get in there give it all that so it gone like we, we walked out so now I've prepared us we're prepared for the, for the third round of the Scottish Cup we got them at home They've come, Roy Keane's first game. they got a lad, Dewey, in midfield, Chinese lad, uh, at the back, sorry. Um, they've just, they're, they're good side. So we kick off, playing away. We score a goal. We're all celebrating. Linesman, offside. I'm walking back, I've run 20 yards up the pitch. Walking back and the fourth official went, just looked at the re- replay, it was onside. I mean, oh, I need you to tell me that. Don't I? So, anyway, we score another goal, linesman, offside. So, we scored two goals, and both of them were onside. So, then we get a ball play f- through. Tom Brighton, who's a great player, knocked the way out of the way and uh, went through, and the other centre half brought him down. Penalty. Take the penalty, goalie saves it. We, from the corner, we scored, made it 1-0. Two minutes later, we made it 2-0. So we could have been four up or five up. So we get to half-time, the boys were going, oh, we'll win this, Gaffer, we'll win this. I said, yeah, all right, come on, keep your heads. We went out second half, scored another goal, offside. Five, we had three goals disallowed. We hit the bar three times. They scored seven minutes to go. So anyway, we won the game. But I'll tell you another bit about it in a minute. But after the game, in my, dress, in my office, all the coaches are there. Well, two of them. Because we only had two. We only had enough money for two. Um, having a glass of champagne. Somebody had bought us a bottle of champagne. We're having a glass. Chairman walks in. Everybody out, everybody out. I'm sitting there. I said, glass of champagne, Chairman? said, great day. Why didn't you let them equalise? We could have got half a million from the replay. 
Honestly, true story. I was like, what? <laughs> Greatest day. So, but what they didn't know, and we might get told off about this, but <laughs> on that day in the morning, we were in a hotel. So my mates came from England. I had about six of them come up. So they went, you know, you're 33 to 1 to win today. I went, no. So they all went and put 100 quid on and put me 100 quid as well. So we've got a little bit of a bonus there. Nice. 33 to 1 to beat Celtic. One game. Unbelievable. So we had a good good day. We beat them. Um, I knew my time wasn't going to last there because most of the directors supported Celtic. <laughs> so... At the end of the season, I had a bit of trouble, went to court, had to get, well, it was all another story, but um, I was, I, we went to Canada and I was dumb, well, they tried to say I was a racist, but I wasn't. Um, it was a lad in a wheelchair, um, we were playing a game and he was up run behind me, it was, it was like a running track, and he was screaming, I just said, go away, mate, but I'd already seen him before the game. He was a Tottenham fan. I said, look, I'll do everything afterwards. Go away. You're interfering with me game. And um, they said that I, I, I was rude to him, which I wasn't. Anyway, he, he wrote a letter saying, no, Graham was really good to me. And then we played another game in Toronto. And there was a coloured lad played for him who had, like, a um, bun on his head. And these people wrote a letter saying I called him a pineapple head, which I never... But no, it's true. But what had happened was when we went to court, Joe Joe Miller, my assistant, had made all this up so he could get the job. So I got I got sacked. He took my job. So anyway, it went for about six months a year. We went to court and I went to tribunal actually. So I was fighting them for my payoff and um they Two days before the end of this trial, they come up, oh, we have a video of Graham being a racist. So my lawyer went, well, show us the video. Oh, we can't find it. Well, how have you got a video then? So, well, we got proof people saw him. So, okay. So the judge went, you can't say that if we haven't got a video. Well, we have got the video, but one of the directors has got it. We don't know where it is, though. Well, we want to see it tomorrow morning, but my lawyer went, I want to see it tonight. So they got a copy and they sent it to my lawyer. My lawyer rung me up about two hours later. He went, get your ass around here. So I went to his office and I'm thinking, oh, I ain't been a racist. I oh, know I haven't. So he went, I walked in, he went, sit down, watch this. We watched this video for two hours. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. And these four people who have wrote letters from Canada said they were stood behind me, hear me shout these names. On the video, the game, they're nowhere near. They're outside. By the, they were selling the tickets to get in the game. So every time the board, you had a photographer who was, wrote a letter... He was behind the goal, and it was on an American football goal-like pitch. So he was like 100 yards away. And he wrote a letter saying he could hear everything I was saying. Well, 
when the judge saw this video, when we went back the next day, they said, oh, we don't want to use the video now. My, my lawyer went, oh, we do. Yeah. And then judge saw the video and he went, case dismissed. And I won the case. And, but it did stop me getting other jobs and, and I've never forgiven them for it. And I think the Clyde fans, I get messages from them all the time, wish we could get you back. And I've had my time. I don't want to be a manager anymore, but they got put in their place there. Well, I mean, it was a sorry sight for me. Really. It absolutely was. I mean, we've we run over time, and we'll, we'll get Graham on again because I want to ask him about Nepal and, and <laughs> Pakistan and all this, but we're, we're running way over now. Uh, again, from all of us here, you know, you're, you're, you're a fan now. Like us, you go to the games, you, you, you talk about the games. You're as passionate now as a fan as you were on the pitch uh, on the many, many years we watched you, and, and it, it's a delight to have you here amongst us. Ladies and gentlemen... Can I, a, can I just say please, a couple of things? Please, oh, please mention some of the... Yeah, thank you. Well. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I don't do these very often. Uh, I do Q&As with Aussie and things, but I've got to say I've really, really enjoyed this. Um, I have a, a charity, which Michael knows about. Um, just before Christmas, my daughter lost her baby. Um, it was a terrible, terrible... It was her first baby. He was born. He died the next day. Um, I'm raising money for an incubator for her. Um, she's absolutely devastated at the moment. The family was devastated. It's been a hard time for us. Um, but I've had some really good people that have bought things off of me. From what I've, like, I've got Harry to sign a golden boot the other day and put it in a... Somebody paid 3,000 quid for it. It was amazing. Absolutely. That's what Tottenham fans are about. We are a family. So we have a Just Giving page. It's for Freddie uh, Sims. Uh, my daughter, you know, she's trying to raise this money for the incubator. So anybody, you know, if you want to make a donation, it's Just Giving and it's at Freddie, Freddie Sims. So just giving, just giving dot com slash Freddie Sims. Sims yeah. Please, all of this is out don't, there. Don't, you know, I don't. Well, if you can, can it's, it'd be a help. But if you can, you know, that's wonderful. that's my charity. Um, I work for another charity, Centre Algarve. We send disabled kids on holiday. I think we sent 125 kids last year on holiday. So that's my time. That's what I do at the moment. Um, you know, I work at Spurs. I enjoy my time there. We have a great team. Don't let anybody tell you we don't have a great team. We have a great team. We have a great manager. We have a great chairman at the moment because I went past, I drove up here tonight and I went past our stadium. We're going to wipe everybody out of this country. Get out of the way. You're, we're, we're coming for you because I went past it tonight. It is spectacular. Um, you just got to bear with what they're doing. It's not a short-term thing, this. It's a long-term project. The manager will be here for a long time. I had lunch. I was very lucky. I was, I was invited for lunch the other week. Me, Glenn, and Stevie. Oh, it's like, it's amazing. He treats you as one of his players. It's just, you're one of us. You're, you're, you know, we're here for you, not you're here for us. We're here for you, Graham, and you, you Stevie. You've done things at this football club. We're just trying to get to that level. And that's what he's like. He's Tottenham, Tottenham mad. And all these stories about Harry Kane. I was with Harry Kane's dad the other day. I go there every game because he, he comes to our 
charity dinners and lovely, lovely man. How are you staying here? Don't worry. Don't listen to these papers. And, and, and they, all they do is they wind us all up and everybody goes on there. And those people that are on Twitter, like Paul was saying the other day, I've had a go at them on Twitter and I block them. They're Tottenham fans and I block them because we don't need supporters like you. Get behind the football club. We're the best and we will go and win lots and lots of trophies. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute delight. Please, Mr. Graham Roberts. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.